Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, the wonderful private company owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. With Dr. Elsie's support, the Cat Chat Show brings you interviews with cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations, so you can better understand and appreciate your own feline family members. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate the kitty cat, which will be back in theaters starting on Global Cat Day, October 16th, around the country, and will travel nationwide through 2022. Meantime, thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of earlier festivals for free on Tubi TV. Christina Ha is back. The world is back. New York is back. The Meow Parlor is back. And so is the Power of Persuasion, which is this great adoption event that Christina has done before with Dr. Elsie's at the Meow Parlor. And COVID has made life a little challenging, and yet you guys have survived. Christina, congratulations on coming out. The We hope what's the other end of the COVID tunnel. It's great that you hung in there. It could not have been an easy time for you. Thank you. And, and you're right. It, it was a little rough. I guess it still will be a little bit. Um, but thankfully, Dr. Elsie's is there to help us out through it. So we're, we're very excited. And when it which is and so now we have the upside, which is people can come out and they can come to the meow parlor, which what were you doing with your beautiful tea and macaron shop during COVID? Were were people just coming to the door and you kind of handed it out with a, in a brown paper bag or how did you stay alive? We were fully closed. <laughs> Both um, Meow and Macaron Parlor were fully closed for the last 19 months. Oh my God. Um, we were lucky, you know, neither shops had a very robust online business, um, but people really turned up for us and, you know, we, we pivoted. I guess that's like the word of the year. Yes, yes. Um, so we started selling um, all of our macarons online, and we were still doing like you know some big orders every now and then, but most of our support was was virtual. And even at Meow Parlor, you know, even there, while we've always had merchandise for sale, what we what ended up happening was that my parents started chipping in and they started making their own toys. Oh my um, goodness. And we kind of, yeah. We started capturing all that. I moved in with my parents. Like I boomeranged back. Wow. Back Isn't that in order so, to survive in New York and, and be able to afford to be alive. Yeah. And during that time, believe it or not, my parents helped me foster over 70 cats and kittens. Um, oh my goodness! Even rescued one from the yard. Like, wow. like my dad found a cat in the yard, which <laughs> I've never seen. Like, my parents have been living there for thirty-six years, and they've never seen a cat in the yard. And we found one and rescued her. Of course, because you were in residence. Where do they live, geographically? So they live in New Jersey. Um, they live in Warren, New Jersey, which is about an hour out of New York City. 
and you still were able to save 70 cats and kittens even while under embargo yeah. or whatever we want to call it. That's I'll be me. darned. I, I think what this That's really, me, I mean, yeah, 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 and I'm sure there were other people like you with it. They didn't, they, they never sure. gave up on the cats, but I think it really does prove that Meow Parlor was not just a, a clever marketing idea of a good baker who makes macaron, <laughs> but clearly a passion of a, a severe, severely dedicated even under any circumstances, cat lover. And of course, that's always the story about cats, isn't it? There's always going to oh, be yeah. more cats needing homes. This is just the sad sure. reality of, of cat reproduction. Yeah, and we, we did, I think, about 400, maybe even more adoptions while we were closed. Really? Like we we're still going, yeah. Wow. So you were, if I recall, the meow parlor draws cats from high kill shelters or shelters where there's no room for them amongst other ways like your parents backyard but is that right is that what you were doing getting them still from shelters who said god this is such a nice cat and it really needs to be in a meow parlor environment but more more importantly needs to be in a home environment yeah so we Last year, we expanded our foster program. Um, so we went from, you know, having a dozen foster homes to having about 50. Whoa. And these are just rocks. Yeah, it was incredible. We had these rock star human beings who stepped up, um, who would come in and, and, you know, get these cats. We brought on a vet tech who would examine cats for us during intake. We have a new vet. Like, we kind of changed things around a little bit. Um, but all these people just started showing up so that meant that we were able to reach out to shelters and just be like keep we you can still keep sending us cats we wow. did have a pause of about three months at the beginning of the pandemic new york was just so scary at that it time was. um and i think like ultimately because we didn't know that much about the virus like we didn't want to tell people oh get in the subway or ride in right. an Uber to come yes to you didn't want so to encourage just, them. It, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's really, I mean, it, I think it's hard for people who didn't live through this in New York to understand what it was like, the sirens and the and the morgue trucks full of dead oh, bodies yeah. that you could see. You'd walk by and see them, apparently, oh, outside of, of hospitals. And the reality of it was so sh striking and so stark and so in your face. And yet somehow yeah. these cats still had champions. I guess it makes this reopening of New York even more extraordinary because the Cat Film Festival, while it was in a smaller venue this year, we got to have a Cat Film Festival. And yeah. much like with you, Dr. Elsie's supported the Cat Film Festival during an entire year of there being just sort of an online discussion not because we we've never really been able to to conquer the streaming situation that's sort of owned by sure, the big yeah. boys but the the idea that love for cats in a in a whimsical or or artistic or come together as a community way was sidelined was you know it was daunting it, many restaurants went out of business many shops went out of business the the number of boarded up businesses is a lot in new york and yeah. and you thrive through it and somehow cats must be the the lifeline that that kept the people coming to you and kept up your hope as well so now to be open again even though people need to have a vaccine card which by the way not i shouldn't say even though like yippee yes vaccine card very wise <laughs> 
and wear a mask, they can come in, right? I mean, and Dr. Elsie's for this, uh, this program of power of persuasion, just like they did in the past, it used to be that to, to come and hang with the cats at the meow parlor, you had to pay a fee. But now Dr. Elsie's um, is covering many of the people or the first X number that are sure. able to come, but also paying, I think, $75 off of any adoption that takes place before the end of November. Yep. Yeah, so for all of our, for our adult cats, um, they're, they're sponsoring $75 off the adoption fee. So we've got some, some really, really amazing adult cats that are looking for homes. Um, they're often a little bit more overlooked, but on the, you know, Dr. Elsie is so, so supportive and behind this idea because we were like, let's, let's get these guys that, you know, that really, really deserve a home. Let's get them out of here. Cause everyone's always excited about kittens. Yes. So we're huge fans of the adult cats. It's like, we know their personalities. We know what they're going to be like. We know how to match them to your lifestyle. Um, and people, I think maybe don't appreciate that all the time, but this is such a good opportunity to be like, look at this, like, look, we're building this entire promotion around them. You know, we are partnering with this great company to, to promote these extraordinary cats that deserve homes. And, and we're so excited about it. And it's not just, you know, covering all of that. We have litter to give them. We have toys. We have food. Like we nice. really nice. got these adopters covered. It's good. It gets them all, it gets them started on the right foot. But I don't imagine, although it's great to have that incentive, I don't imagine that's really mm-hmm. what's driving people's desire to have a cat. They really probably always wanted sure. one. Maybe this little extra added bonus sort of pushes them them over the edge. I I remember oh. many years ago when when it wasn't the cool thing to to adopt certainly wasn't the cool thing to adopt dogs, although cats have always been more of them for adoption than purchase. But there was, there was a feeling when adoptions used to be nearly free at shelters, some places charged Mm -hmm. $10 for like a license fee. I'm I'm talking about dogs, but I bet cats was the same thing. And there was, there was the concern and this is more of a philosophical question to you who've who've been in the trenches Mm -hmm. for so long that if you give somebody something for free or for very little, that they value it less and that they're coming to get it because it's free or because it's discounted. Now, obviously, animals aren't items on a shelf like hard goods. Sure. But do you think that – but you also are a businesswoman and you run a very successful, thriving, and surviving business. When you put – some of your pastries on sale, like yesterday's baked goods, although macaron seemed to last forever. <laughs> D- does that make people want to buy them? And, and what does that tell you about the people? And, and then does that translate to kitties? You know, I think, I think that's not exactly, you know, a direct relationship. I think a lot of people, you know, for baked goods, it's tough. Um, because it's temporary, like, you know, you're paying $4 for a cookie and, and you eat it and it's gone <laughs> within like five minutes. Um, so like your, your like enjoyment out of them is sort of very temporary. And so when you're like, oh, I could get that for half off, like that makes it somehow a little bit more enjoyable for you. Interesting. Um, Interesting. So, and I, and I, we do absolutely have people, like if we have, um, if we have a sale, we have 
we used to have this thing called customer appreciation day where um, you could come by the shop and all the baked goods are a dollar. And it's just like a big thank you wow. to the community to tell them like, you're amazing. And it was like, it would be insane because people were coming in being like, I need like 24 of this. And you're like, wow that's, that's, <laughs> that's greedy that's greedy and that's not the um, point yes but you know i think what we were and people absolutely were showing up for discounted baked goods um but i think on the other hand like with cats it's still you know we're still going through the entire process it's not like oh my god you have a pulse take this cat that's discounted <laughs> or you know this cat is like a bad cat and that's why he's on discount it's right. I think the way that we think about it is like we're still doing the process like when you receive a family heirloom it's not like you pay for it but it's still very valuable for you yes you know it's it's still important to you and it's still something that you care about and you treasure and you take care of even if you don't pay for it so I, I think of it more like that way in yes terms that's of, a nice nice that's a very nice analogy and and it certainly yeah, lasts longer a cat okay. a cat lasts longer than yeah. a cookie which is actually hilarious yeah. because you are a bakery and so I bring it up not to be you know to make a cold mm -hmm. analogy but more how do people think the con sort of consumer yeah. mentality because when you're going to get a cat you are consuming something although with sure. the right food which as it turns out Dr. Elsie actually developed the right food made of the right protein a well-fed mm -hmm. cat because the most important thing about cats besides socialization and, and environmental enrichment which is almost the cherry on top if you feed them correctly they can live 20 years and you could have a mature yeah, cat really. whose age is not too well known this one's two in the shelters they claim every dog is two who's an adult and every cat is two because who's going to prove <laughs> them wrong right but but the cat really can go for 20 years so that's 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 a lot of satisfaction that's yeah. a lot of pleasure for a long time did you did you live oh, through absolutely. the period where you could get cats and or dogs pretty much for free from shelters you know i'm gonna be really honest with you i had never stepped into a shelter until i was 30. isn't that interesting I've, like i have no history i found my first cat like i was never a cat person to begin with i'm allergic to them of course um, you are <laughs> Yeah, that I makes perfect home sense. From work one day, like it was in 2013, and it was a hot day, and I was coming home, and he was just outside screaming outside of our building, and we're like, okay, so we have a cat now. <laughs> um, and you know, after that, we went and we adopted. Um, he was a kitten, so we adopted friends for him. Um, and that sort of started the whole process for us. But I've never actually seen that period where, you know, animals are free. I know they're still clear the shelters, that there's still right. adoption promotions. Um, but ultimately, like at the end of the day, like I think we're not talking about kittens that are being kept in a box where you just pick one out and, and walk down the street. Um, we're talking about like we still have processes in place and like – you know, we explain to people all the time, like, I found my first cat, and taking care of him, like, and getting all of his shots and stuff was, like, $300 his first vet visit. That's right. And and it was going to be another, I think the vet said $400 to get him neutered. And we're like, that's blasphemy. Like, how is this even possible that it's going to be $600 just to get him, like, up to a certain standard? And meanwhile, I could go to a rescue and get 
a cat there for like $150 and all that stuff is already done. That's a good point. Um, yeah. So it, so, so it looked like, like what, it was a good, it was good cost analysis to even pay a full adoption yeah. price. That's funny, but it's true. Oh, totally. It's true because cats, yeah. it's not like, like there's any conversation about anti-vaxxers where cats are concerned. Cats absolutely need every single vaccine that's been developed for them because they're susceptible to some serious fatal diseases that without sure. the vaccines, yeah. they're going to get it. And it's really horrible. So it's not like personal, you know, decision about, you know, your belief or not belief. The science about cats and vaccinations is just as solid as that about humans and vaccinations. But the cats will show you the result of doing it wrong right away. Oh, although, absolutely. although what do you do about when you do have younger kittens that haven't had their full set of vaccines yet? Do you worry about ensuring so, that they're going to get them? Oh, I mean, they don't they don't hang out at mail parlor. We're not like telling people come in and touch the three day old. Um, <laughs> they, they're in foster care. Usually I'm the one who takes care of them. I have um, I have like a whole room set up for them and they have incubators and all that stuff. Oh my and we goodness. keep them quarantined from my resident cats and I keep my cats up to date on their vaccines. Uh, so they don't, they don't intermingle with my cats until they're older and they get their first round of vaccines. Um, like they're too, usually by the time I send them away for adoption, they're too young for rabies, but you know, it's not like my cats are playing with raccoons and right. cats and other it's, right. It's, it's for the, right. That's, that is probably the very least valuable of all of them. Christina, we've run out of time. I could talk to you forever. Okay. I think what you do and how you do it is so terrific. The power of Persuasion Thank is you. at the Meow Parlor in New York City. You know, get a macaron and a kitten at the same time, or a cat, a mature cat. We're up into, we're into adult cats. Yes. Christina, thank you for yes. being here. Thanks for all the great stuff you're doing. And it's wonderful to, to see the partnership that you have ongoing with Dr. Elsie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and affection for cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which has broken new ground by creating a healthy, dry, and canned food for kitties called Clean Protein, which is inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. I recommend that wet food should always be your cat's primary diet, but Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I believe can be a healthy choice if you want to feed dry food even as part of your kitty's diet.